0: I love a good reset. The holidays are here and January is just around the corner. And for me, it gets me excited for a fresh start. I know thinking about New Year's resolutions sometimes can give people a bad feeling or they really don't like them because a lot of times they just don't stick. But today I'm going to tell you this. I don't want you to set any New Year's resolutions. This year, we're going to do it differently. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about goals and the two main reasons why we aren't sticking to our goals and how to fix that to make sure we're going to accomplish them this year. But instead of New Year's resolutions, I'm going to share a different approach. Some simple ideas that when implemented over time can make a dramatic difference in your life for the better. Say it with me. We are going to have an amazing year. Welcome to You Can Do Amazing Things, the podcast to help you get out of your own way and accomplish more in your life. I'm Holly Roman, and together we're going to unlock what's holding you back from your next goal and get you into action to step into your greatness and have the success you've been dreaming of. If you're looking for a positive place each week to grow and learn, get inspired to take your next step so you could feel more success, joy, and happiness, meet me here every Thursday. It'll be like our weekly chat. We'll drink our coffee, your favorite drink together, and we'll definitely have some fun learning, growing, and accomplishing your next amazing thing. Let's do this. What's the difference between a New Year's resolution and a goal? Here it is. A New Year's resolution is a statement of something or many things that you want to change. It's something you desire, and it's more of an open-ended thought. Whereas a goal is much more specific with different tangible steps involved that you can measure, and it has a specific target you've set for yourself. Yes, we all need goals, and this episode is not a deep dive into goals per se, but I want to talk about a few things in order for us to be able to see and do things differently. One important starting point that I want to stress here is this. First, ask yourself, if nothing would stop me. Is there anything I'd like to do differently this next year? Is there something I'd like to have or something I'd like to change? Did you come up with an answer? I believe 99.9% of you would say yes because we're all trying to work on something or we're wanting something, whether that be we're working hard to have a good marriage or we're working for a promotion at work or we're working hard at school to get our degrees. Whatever the case, We as humans crave progress. It's innate, as we talked about before. So we're all in some pursuit of something better or something different, this kind of idea. So having said that, we need to remember whatever the answer was or whatever you establish as your goal, you really have to want it. This is what I really wanna stress. We have to want it because we're gonna be doing the work to get there, whatever there means for you. This desire will be a main motivating factor as you go through many of the growing pains of reaching something that you're working so hard to achieve. I told you the story about when I had our first daughter and I gained 45 pounds. Yes. And 51 with our second daughter. (laughs) So after our first daughter was born and a few weeks later, I was like, hmm, this last 23 pounds isn't really coming off. And it took me to see a photo of myself cleaning out my closet. Oh my gosh, I remember it so well. It was horrible. That was enough for me. I said, oh my gosh, I have to change. I have to do something different. So from that moment on, I wanted to change. I went through all the growing pain, so to speak. For example, I didn't know what I was doing in the gym. I didn't know how to lift weights or any of that. And then the actual pain of working out with sore muscles, you know, that's what I'm talking about. There's pain, but it didn't matter because I wanted it that bad. I was ready for the change. Every goal we set for ourselves, even choosing to do one thing differently for the year, has the potential to cause these pains in some way or another. Physical pain, as in working out, right, that example, Or pain that comes from, you know, not finishing something, or the pain of doing something that you really don't like, but you know it's best for you. Okay, so I think you get my point. I just wanted to stress that part, the part of wanting something, because that's a huge part of the equation in accomplishing a goal. Now I want to talk about the two main reasons why many times we don't stick to our goals. When I think of goals we have set for ourselves or things we want to change or things we want to work on, and then sadly we end up stopping for one reason or another, that one reason or another, in my opinion, is usually one of two things. One, the goal was too large and unreasonable, or there were too many goals and it got too overwhelming. Or two, a fear set in. I know there are other reasons, but these two seem to be the main reasons. So let's break them down for a minute. First, when we set a goal, sometimes we set these audacious goals because we have big dreams. And I'm not saying that's bad. It's good to dream and believe you can do anything you work hard for. Truly, that, that really is the case. But many times we set the goal and it's too big or it's not broken down enough into manageable tasks. These goals aren't reasonable or even realistic sometimes, and this leads to stress and discouragement. And then we think, ah, never mind. I'm not even going to bother. I'm never going to get there anyway. We give up, just like we feel New Year's resolutions don't stick. This is so common, so much more than we realize. So the key to sticking to a goal is to make it doable, breaking it down. If you can't stick to one thing, maybe it's too big and you need to break it down even further. So let's take an example. Say you wanted to cut out junk food for the new year. Maybe cutting junk food out cold turkey is too much, too much to start with. And you're like, no, I will not be able to do that. Maybe limit it to only eating junk food once a week. But maybe that's even too hard. You want to make it so easy that you're going to be able to stick with it. Maybe at first it's, you only have junk food once per day. Then you find that, oh, this is easy. I got this. And then becomes easier and easier. And then you say, hmm, you know, I think I could do this every other day. I could only eat junk food every other day. Then that seems easier and you're actually feeling better. Maybe you're even noticing you have more energy. So then you say, huh, I think I can do even more. I could probably splurge and only eat junk food once a week or whatever it is, and it just becomes more and more doable and then you're sticking with your goal. Let's take another example. Maybe you say to yourself, "This year I'm going to start a new online side business and I'm going to make an extra $50,000 this year." Ugh, there is so much to this one. I don't want to dwell on this idea too long as, you know, we want to keep going, but with this idea there are so many steps, and many you might not even know of that you need to plan for. Like maybe you don't realize that you need an email service provider so you could send out your emails to your clients, or you didn't realize you needed a payment system or portal to be able to send the documents back and forth. All of these things take so much time to learn. And then maybe learning this takes the time and it's pushing you, and all of a sudden you're not reaching your goal. The point is, your goal might be too big and broad and you don't know all of the variables within it. There's so many steps that you need to take to get to that goal. So what we need to do here is we need to break it down to the simplest level. And so maybe one brick, one step to take is let me just research and learn what's involved in starting an online business. I need to know every step. And you also need to research in the right niche as well because different side businesses can be vastly different. That is one step, one brick to building your house, so to speak. Then you don't have this pressure of an unrealistic goal forcing you to do things when you don't understand or know how to do them. There are some schools of thought that say, you know, do things before you're ready. And I get that. And in some circumstances that could apply and it works. In other words, you, you may be scared, but go forward anyway type of thing. But if we take that same example, Maybe you already have the online business, you have all the technology pieces in place, but you're just kind of holding back from announcing it to, you know, clients or on social media. That is where this would apply, the do things before you're ready statement, because maybe you're holding back because you have a fear, as opposed to not knowing what steps you need to take towards your goal. In everything you set out to do, just make sure you have broken down the goal into manageable, manageable pieces, small enough so you can stick to your goal more easily and have that progress that will keep pushing you forward. And think of it, you know, like bricks, bricks building a house and each brick is a step to your big goal. This really will make a difference and you will be able to stick to your goal so much more easily. Let's move on to talk about the second reason why we don't stick to our goals. And this one stems from fear. And some could argue that laziness is is a reason. Oh, laziness gets in the way and then they procrastinate and that's why they don't stick to their goals. But procrastination is basically a fear. Fear of doing something that, you know, brings some kind of discomfort. Fear of doing something you don't like. That's one thing. But really, the main one is fear of failing. Have you ever thought about that? If you've had a goal before and you didn't stick with it, you kind of fell off the wagon, so to speak, you very well could be procrastinating on your next goal because you don't want to experience that feeling of failing again. It's just not a good feeling. It could turn into this big negative loop. You set goals that are unreasonable and they're not clear or the timing for it is all off, and then you don't reach that goal. Then you feel disappointed or sad, whatever the emotion. Then you have this hesitation for the next time you set a goal, thinking in the back of your mind that, oh my gosh, I didn't do it last time. What makes you think? Think you're going to succeed this time. This is madness. Can you see it? It's a terrible, vicious cycle. To do things differently and to combat this, we are just going to think, yep, this is just a fear. That's all it is. And the powerful thing to do here is to use it as fuel to keep going. We can flip it and come at it differently. We can tell ourselves, yes, last time you didn't reach that XYZ goal, whatever it is. But you can do this, Holly. You're just scared of failing and it's no big deal. Failing is good. It's showing you that you are working hard at something. This is the kind of an eternal dialogue that we need to have instead. If you think about one of the greats in any category and how they failed over and over and over again, but never gave up, it's inspiring. Think about all of them, like Michael Jordan. He didn't even make the varsity basketball team in high school. Think about that. How many people would just stop playing sports after that, right? The rest of the story is, of course, one of my favorites as a Chicago native, but let's take another one. J.K. Rowling's story. I love reading about that. You know her story. She struggled many years living with government assistance. She was a single mother, and she finished her first Harry Potter book in 95. And it was rejected by 12 publishers. And now the whole Harry Potter franchise that she created is worth, are you ready? Over $7.7 billion. That's billion with a B. Did she let rejection or the fear of failing stop her? As I thought of her story, I wanted to read more about her. And there are a few things that I've learned I have to share because they're so funny. I found this article on New York Magazine, the online version, and listened to this. The publisher, Bloomsbury, agreed to publish Harry Potter, but it said they were less than enthusiastic about doing so. And her editor, Barry Cunningham, even advised her to get a day job because she would never make any money in children's books. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And then the article kept going after um, all the success of Harry Potter. She tried her hand at a new genre, writing crime mysteries under a different pen name, Robert Galbraith. And editors, she said, were brutal, turned her down over and over again and sometimes quite rudely. And in this article, I was reading some of those rejection letters that were written to J.K. Rowling, unknowingly, of course. And oh, my gosh, they were so rude. But you have to go back and chuckle because you know it was her. And her point was to highlight these rejection letters and it was to say, you know, rejection is so normal and she wanted it to be an inspiration to other struggling young writers. I really thought that was cool. Anyway, there are so many examples and the point here is to remember that the fear is normal. To push through it, to get up when you fall down, and to think of failure as fuel to get even better in your pursuit. Okay, let's keep moving. I wanted to put those two main reasons here so we keep them in our minds as we think about our reset for this new year. And as we think about it as a time for a fresh start, we can truly change our lives with some simple everyday changes, if, of course, if we want them. And I get so excited about this because I can look back and see so many examples. I could see examples in my own life and in other people's lives where small things done consistently over time can make a huge difference in your life. And that's such an awesome thing to experience and feel as a human. And, you know, this is not about setting goals. We all have our own goals. Those are different, I know. But let's talk about some ideas of what you could do this year to make a big positive difference in your own life. And I realize there are so many categories we could choose from, things to work on. So I'm just going to touch on a few here. But remember, it could be simple, but if it's something that gets you excited and you can consistently work on it, this can be a total game changer for you. A good reset for sure. Okay, so instead of making some New Year's resolution, here are some ideas to think about doing. One, pick one skill that you will learn and work on this year and get so good at it that people are really going to notice. Two, move your body every day. Three, pick one fear that you are going to overcome. Four, Put a hard limit on things or people that don't bring you positive energy to your life. Five, every day when you get up, think about one thing that you're grateful for and say to yourself, this is gonna be a great day. Six, choose one expense that you will eliminate this year. Seven, read something or listen to a book to help you grow as a person. Read or listen consistently. Obviously, there are many books, so there are going to be many, but the idea is to keep doing it. Eight, start journaling, helping you process thoughts or feelings. Nine, have consistent date nights with your spouse. Ten, go to sleep 30 minutes or an hour earlier than your normal time every night. Eleven, work on your friendships call, text, and send videograms to your friends often. Okay, those are some random things. I know they're just some ideas, and I know you could think of a ton more. But here's what I wanna say about this. Just, if you think about every one of those, if you just pick one, and you work on it a little bit every day, as we said, over time, that can make a huge difference in your life. And the the big difference I want you to consider doing some of these things, maybe one thing or some of these things, is just to think about them differently. You're not going to think about it like you think about your goals. You're not going to think about it as a New Year's resolution. You're going to think about it as a lifestyle change. And that's it. And what that does is it takes off the pressure. And that, in and of itself, will help you to keep going. The thought that, you know, if you mess up for a day or if you forget one day or even a week, it's okay. And you just keep trying. You keep working on it. So for an example, if you just pick move your body every day, this is so different from I want to lose 20 pounds by June because you're just thinking about it as a journey. You're not thinking about the destination or the goal or, oh my gosh, you know, I need to lose 20 pounds. You're thinking about moving your body every day. It seems easier, doesn't it? At least to me. It seems easier than cementing this statement in my mind about losing 20 pounds by June and then, oh my gosh, if I'm not on track, I give up. And truly, if you did do this, move your body consistently, by the end of the year, I know that you would see a dramatic difference in your body or at least how you felt. Consider this. Why do you want to make this change? Will it make your life better? Will it, you know, make you feel happier? Will it help you to be healthier? Will it improve your relationship? Whatever is the answer, do it because you want to do it, not because you think you should do it. And it's good to remember this. As we seek this reset or refresh, it's not going to happen overnight. And be okay with that we're going to need to put in the effort and that's that's that but as i said before if we can approach these things differently if we see it as a journey a lifestyle change these small things we work on every day they'll be easy to stick to we're going to see the progress and over time these small actions will amount to big changes in your life so are you thinking of some ideas that you want to work on Are you excited about a reset to have a fresh start on something? Say this to yourself right now. This year will be different, and I know it's going to be amazing. And you know what the good thing is? You're in control of that. You're in control of how your next year will go. Before I conclude, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for being with me along this journey with this podcast, and it has been such an amazing experience for me, and I really love hearing from you. I love hearing what resonated with you, what helped you. I've enjoyed so much your reviews and all of your feedback. I just appreciate you all so much. I'm going to be taking off for the holidays and it's also my birthday on Christmas Eve. So I'll, I'll be taking some time off and we'll be back in January, most, most likely January 12th, the second weekend in, in the month. And until then, I'd love to hear what, what would you like to, you know, hear more of in the new year from this podcast? You could always leave me a voicemail like you do, or send me a message on Instagram or even on Facebook. It would be amazing. And I'd appreciate to hear more and what you want to learn about. I hope you have a wonderful holiday season doing whatever it is that you enjoy doing, spending time with family and friends or traveling or just taking some time to rest. Yes, that's that's true. Oof, we need to rest. <laughs> it's so good for us all. And don't forget to take an afternoon out for you and plan for this upcoming year. What do you want for the new year? What are you gonna work on? Remember what I asked in, in the beginning. If nothing would stop me, Is there anything I'd like to do differently? Is there something I'd like to have or something I'd like to change? Okay, my friends, I'm wishing you all the best in the new year. I know it's gonna be an amazing year. There are 23 days left in this year and I'm so ready. I'm so ready for a refresh and I'm ready to open the doors to new beginnings. All my love to you. See you in January. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening and spending time with me today. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Please share it with a friend who you think would enjoy it as well. If you haven't done so, I would love it if you could give me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That would mean so much to me and it would help get the word out for the podcast. I will look forward to next week. Seeing you here, same time, same place. Have a great week.